I just want to invest in people that really want to be the best that they can be. Hello, everyone. It's Todd Screamer and Jim Reed and Robin Lavaster, and we're doing a podcast for branch managers called, this one's called, Do I Want to Be a Branch Manager? And I just thought of this because I got a call last week from one of my branch managers says, I'm not sure if I want to do this anymore. And that's totally okay. By the way, it's a valid question. We're going to have a statistical brainstorm. A lot of, when we do this, just so y'all know, I just get two of the best minds I know in the mortgage business and ask them questions and we don't pre-plan it. We don't have like a script. We're just free-flowing. Like whatever your thoughts are, your thoughts are. Um, My only advice on this to start us out is I think you should know yourself well enough to know what you want to do in your life. And it's okay if it changes, if it's well thought out. Uh, I was talking to one of my family members this weekend, and he's all trying to find another career. And I just basically said, hey, what are you passionate about? And he starts naming us. I said, no, 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 no. If you're doing this, whatever this is, you bounce out of bed. So all you got to do is be the best at whatever you do. Yeah. And you'll be okay. There's a, just real quick, there's a acquaintance of mine that ran, he was passionate about basketball camps, coaching kids basketball. That was his passion. Well, he ended his career running, it was 180 camps a year across the country, making two and a half million dollars a year running basketball camps. So that's just a weird story that you made me think of just now. So, Jim, do I want to be a branch manager? Question mark. Give me some thoughts. Uh, like most, well, my thoughts are, first of all, most people want to be a branch manager because they think they can do exactly what they're doing and make more money. <laughs> and the truth is, that's not true. There may be a very, very rare exception to that, but it is like one at the most out of a of hundred. To be a branch manager, you you got to want to help other people. You got to believe in the Zig Ziglar, if I help people get what they want, I'll get what I want theory. And you got to not have a timeline. Because I was a greatest manager for how long without making any money? Six, seven years, maybe eight. Because you get distracted, then your production goes down. There's a, there, it's such a complicated answer. What I'm saying to you is, if you want to be a branch manager because you are really, really good at doing a crap load of loans, and you have built a team to support you to where you deliver really good service without without having to do it all, and it's attractive to other people where they were like, dude, how do you do that? Teach me that. Yes, you should be a branch manager. But if you want to be a branch manager because you're sharing a loan partner and you think you're giving up a little bit of money, and if you just had that little bit more money, things would be better at home, then you're going to get a, you're going to get a rude awakening. That's mm. my two cents. So your point is <clears throat> do it because you want to help others. Do it because of two, I guess, because you're qualified. Like whoever, however many loans you do, Todd, you can hire people doing half as many. Right, so if I'm doing 10 loans a month, I could attract loan officers doing four or five. And if you're doing four loans a month, I can attract loan officers doing one or two. And if you did four loans a month only in June, July, and August, and you did one in December, January, and February, that's actually two loans a month. Right. So do but the real average. 
you know, like a 24-month average or at least a 12-month average, who will be attracted to you is people doing half as much as you. So the bigger you can get doing loans before you go to be a branch manager, man, that's a leg up. Mm-hmm. If you're doing 20 loans a month, man, you can hire 80, 90% of the loan officers out there. And that is when you do it. That's my two cents. Because like, what I would love is every single loan officer that works for me become a branch manager. First by doing 20 loans a month. Right. So they last. Because if you do something and it doesn't work out, how does that look? How does it look to your referral partners? How does that look to you, people that may want to come to work for you? More importantly, can you keep really good staff? Can mm-hmm. you keep really good staff? Staff that wants benefits, a 401k, security, longevity, and then talk in that order. In great culture. Can you keep them? Not if you're not doing loans. Listen, guys, I just to just to bring context to this. Um, I talked to one of my best people I ever coached ever, and that person just made a profit for the first, first or second time in a year. So they're either like runs a really good branch, but either break even or like making no money is my point for Same a question. year. Right. Same question. Yeah. Do they get that money? What do you mean? Well, they just made a profit for the first time in a year. No, because they're going to pay back the losses. So do they get that money? No. No. Will <laughs> they get that money this year? No, because they'll pay back losses. That's the part people miss. Yeah. Well, I, I think that, I mean, at the end of the day, and Jimmy, you're, you're saying the same thing, but just being super bold, have you ever found a job where you can get a bigger title with the same or less responsibility, but more pay. Let me say yep. it again. You get a bigger title, the same or less responsibility, more pay. That is a misconception in this industry about what a branch manager is. They think I'm a loan officer that closes loans. And you guys, I say it from a, from a I mean, Jimmy, were you a top producer before you were a branch manager? Yes, for a, long, for a very long time. Yes. Todd, were you a top producer before you were a branch manager? Yeah. Yes. Todd's like, I was never a top producer. That's what he meant to say, That's Jimmy. Not true. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm hurting my feelings. Uh, 18 and a half loans per month for a five year average. Yeah, it's say I was a top producer for years and and then fell in love with paying it forward and, and taking some of the lessons that I had learned and that the skills that I had learned and, and pouring it back into other people. And after I did that for three, four years while maintaining top production, I then decided, hey, I'd like to step into this role of branch management and add the responsibility of recruiting and retention onto my shoulders. And I think that the industry is a little lost in this right now, especially um, and, and listen, it's a, it's an okay thing. I, I talk to my guys all the time. I'm with you, Jimmy. I'm like, hey, I'd love for you to become, shoot, I'd love for them all to become mortgage owners if that's what their dreams and goals yeah. are, right? If you want to become, Todd, you don't hesitate on that. You want to become an owner of a private mortgage bank, like you'll Perfect. open the pathway and show somebody how to do it. It's not, it's not about stifling growth, 
but it's also about really understanding why do you want that? Why, why, what is your, what is your real true desires? And I think oftentimes when you dig on those questions that you're so good at asking, Jim, people kind of go, huh, if you gave me a choice right now to lead, I would choose leading. But majority of loan officers, if you gave them a choice right this minute to become a branch manager and they really understood what it meant versus just getting out there and selling as much as they can to make money that way, you would sell because for sure the most money is in sales. For is sure. that fair? Well, yeah, but I was I was jump I was trying to jump in and I'm sorry. Sorry. No, no, don't be sorry because it was rude of me. So like what we're saying is that you can do it if you follow the steps. And if you skip the steps, the, the, the downfall is not good. But what it sounds like is we don't really want you to. And that's the struggle, right? And so that's where it comes to finding mentors and people that you trust and believe in. And then I always say, show me. Show me someone who's done it the way that you're trying to do it. Show me one. Show me. Where are they? Introduce me to them. Because I'll follow them. And that's the part that's such a struggle. Because what's my motivation? To put you down so I lift up? If that's what you think it is, don't work for me. Yeah, for sure. Like, don't. And if I'm telling you the truth, and you can see it in my eyes, then believe me. But pick one, bro. Uh Like, pick one. This I don't know if this will sink on this podcast, but I just finished a book written by a famous author that is a mid-sized business consultant, and he consults to CEOs and executives. That's what he does, has for 30 years. And he wrote this book, and he basically said, like, the, the he, not basically, he came out and said, the problem with executives are, is that they think their job that they've arrived and that they're being paid this big title and big money for their, for their wiseness. And they don't understand they got to be in the trenches, digging dirt, just like the rest of them. Right. For what they used to do. Yes. You know how much that pays? Not a damn thing. Mm -hmm. Zero. Amen. What you're doing and what you're going to do. That's what pays. Yeah. He, he he was saying, you know, you should take on a role like that, but he, you know, it didn't sink into me. I'm like, this guy's consulted hundreds of executives. And he's saying, this is the number one issue is p- people become, they get a title. Entitlement. And they become entitled. Well, and I just, it kind of blew me away. I thought, aren't all CEOs like hardworking, in the trenches, calling employees, visiting employees, saying hi to customers? Like, it's like, nope, not at all. The total opposite, actually. Dude, you remember when we promoted this one lady to a processing manager and we had a we had a we, we do quarterly meetings. So if you're listening, you should do a quarterly meeting with your team to plan your future and set goals. And her first meeting, she's like, I thought once I got promoted it was gravy it was gravy's train. It was it was I was on it was on the gravy train. I realized that we're gonna work even harder. I said, Yeah, get used to it or get out, girl, because I I ain't staying here. I'm going over there. Like it's the truth. Well, Jimmy, if def- I become a branch manager, don't I just get to kick back, do a couple loans, get a pay raise by 20, 30 basis points? Yeah. So listen, yes. I mean, I understand where you're going, and that's a little bit sarcastic, but 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 check this out. 
not only in, like like Robin said, if you do that, you have to do more plus your current production at a minimum to get the same income. And you have to be attractive to others and grow yes. because I currently and forever will believe that a company is either shrinking or growing. So if you're not growing, what are you doing? So, so you're not growing and you took on more work to get more money and you're not growing. So what are you doing? Shrinking. And like you either believe me or you don't. If you don't work for me and I'm telling you, like you either believe me or don't. But I have lived it. I have stopped growing and shrank. And I can show you my social security printout of my income and you can see the times that I stopped growing. You can see it clear as a day. And so it's like, dude, you want to be good at this business? Let's do it. So what did you do? Let's, do it. Let, let's end with this because, Robin, I want to hear from both you and Jim why you did it. I really want Points you to think about it. Dude, I don't want to suck at anything. No, but why did you do it? Because I want to win. But and I what don't is... need to beat somebody to win. I don't need to put you down to lift me up. I just want to win. I want to win, and I want everybody around me to win. That's why I do it. I want to be better than the other company. I want my loan officers to win and do more loans. I want my processors to win. I want to win and everything, but not by putting other people down. I want to be an example for others to grow, and I want to be the best. I don't want to suck at anything. That's why. That's why you're still a leader. Yes. Why did why you initially do it? Because my coach in high school told me I was a winner, and I believed it. It's like, I could do that. You said you're a winner. I said, I believe you. That's it. Self-conviction. Okay. I like it. That's relief versus confidence. And that's what lasts. Yeah. Okay, good. I like that. Robin, why did you do it? And why do you still do it? Yeah, I think for me, it's, I mean, I I mean, I'm with Jimmy. I'm competitive. I definitely want to win. But for me, winning was becoming a top originator and all of those things. I think this part has been about paying it forward. Um, and, and recognizing that, hey, you developed a lot of skills through being a top originator that you could then pay forward to other people and help them grow. I, I, I One of my favorite things that I think you do, Jim, really well, Todd, you do it incredibly well, is, and, and, that, and that I've really learned to do as well, is I see a 10 over everybody's head. You know, people often don't see themselves as a 10. I think we see others, when you're really a leader, when you really... Uh, want to lead other people, you look at them and see, gosh, there's so much potential. And now part of winning is me helping you find it, right? Me yeah. helping you build upon it and and become, you know, they say the best leaders get passed by their followers, right? Like yeah. what, a, what, a, a, what a gift. And Todd, you've seen that, right? You probably thought when you made a, a we'll say a million dollars, you arrived. How much more fun is it to see other people make a million dollars that you know you've impacted? Like it just, I think there's a very altruistic space to it. It's not that being a branch manager can't happen just being a, a one-man show. Anybody can have the title. I think where the industry is so lost right now is that people want the title to a job that they don't necessarily actually want to do. Um, oh. And if if you were to give me a title, I know it comes with work and responsibility. When I'm a loan officer, I understand that work and responsibility, but problems like having a landlord, right? You get to take those to who's in charge of you and hand them off so that you can stay focused on the sales. Yeah. That part is, 
I think it sometimes gets dismissed by the idea that, hey, I could just handle it all myself. You you would be surprised. Have you ever seen a real estate agent? I'll leave on this. Ever seen a real estate agent become the president of the state or the association locally? What does their business do, Jimmy, when they do it? Goes down. Goes down. Why? Because they're not focused on the right things. Because they're not focused on sales. No, that might be the right thing for them in their life at that moment, mm-hmm. right? They might want to serve. They might want to do something different. But what is always shocking to them when I meet with them is my business has gone down so much since I took on this role. There's only so many hours in a day. There's only so many hours in a day. So you have to really understand how you're going to be able to maintain those things. And are you really ready financially, emotionally, all of those things to take on another title and the job that comes with it? To develop new skills. Like what you're saying is, it's not my fault I see you bigger than you currently are. Uh huh. Like you could do it if you learn these three skills, man, you could do it. Yes. Mm. Yes. All in with my two reasons, a little bit different. Each of us have a little bit different. Um, The original reason I became a branch manager was money. And because, so I was one of those guys and my dad told me I would always be a business owner. Self-belief. Which makes no sense, but. My coach. Like your coach telling you. And he didn't say it a lot. It's not like he was preaching all. Maybe said it three times in my life. But you, when your number one mentor that you grew up with tells you one thing that you remember, that has a big effect on you. So mm-hmm. money and my and my dad telling me I would do it. The reason I do it today, it is to give back. It is to lead. I enjoy all that stuff. But I was reading one of Jay Shetty's book, and he says there's four reasons, four motivations for doing something. One of them is duty. I have a strong duty feeling. It's part of being altruistic. It's part of giving back. It's a sense of duty like, hey, I'm supposed to be here. I'm supposed to lead people through this craziness. I was supposed to lead people through COVID. Um, You know, whatever that sense of duty, I know what it means to me. It could mean different things to different people, but it's a sense of duty. Just no different than your duty to be a mom or to be a dad. It's the same thing. You have a duty. That's we all resonate with that one. It's that same feeling when people work for you and they answer to you, and you you're like a a shepherd of the sheep, right? It's your duty to make sure they get food and water and stay safe. So, okay. Well, listen, guys. Good. Do I want to be a branch manager? Just throw around some ideas. Our goal is never to offend. It's just to share ideas about how people think about this industry that we're going through. And I hope you enjoyed it. If you ever are like, hey, maybe I should call that company. I, they're doing something different over there. Give us a call. You, you can call any one of us. We would talk to you about the opportunity working here, whether it's some companies going out of business or there's all kinds of, there's no lack of issues right now in the mortgage world, but we're a good safe yeah. place. We run a really good company and we're having tons of fun despite all the stress that is going on in the world. Okay. Have a great month, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you very much. Toodles. If you liked this episode of the Be Your Best series with Todd Screema, make sure to register for new episode notifications at www.beyourbestseries.com. And don't forget to leave a five-star review and share this series with someone you want to be their best. Send an email with any questions or comments to beyourbest at summitfunding.net. Summit Funding, Inc., NMLS ID 3199, Equal Housing Opportunity, www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org.